Hi, welcome to the Unvarnished podcast. Unvarnished is a podcast about stories and the people and the stories behind the stories. It's a collaborative effort between WUFT News and Guts and Glory GNB, a live storytelling organization in Gainesville, Florida. And I'm Taylor Williams, the creative director of Guts and Glory GNB and your host. I'm so glad to be here. And today we have Diane Lassley with us. Um, and we're so excited. She was the part of our recent show called How Yoga Changed My Life. Hi, Diane. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad <laughs> that you're here. Good to be here. <laughs> Good. I'm glad that you feel that way. And I know you well enough to know now, Diane, that if you weren't happy to be here, you would also tell me that. I so you can be honest. I would just not be you here. Would just- <laughs> just not be here why waste your time (laughs) true true. one of the most refreshing things about you is your honesty and and lack of filter shall we say (laughs) I love it um so one really important thing about your story in the yoga show from my point of view is that that show was inherently kind of um deep, I don't know, because of the theme, right? How yoga changed my life. So the beautiful stories that we captured from that night were a lot about people's very personal evolutions, right? And when a a a mutual friend of ours um, recommended that I grab a hold of you for this story without really knowing you at the time, I had no idea who you were and the beauty of who you were and are and that we were going to grab someone so hysterical (laughs) to add to this show so it was beautiful because your story added this levity um to the show that was just so perfect and and beautiful so thank you for that well thank you yeah so why don't we get right into your story and then we'll talk about your experience afterwards does that sound good suits me. Okay, go for it. Okay, before we start talking about the obvious theme of the story, however, how yoga has changed my life, let me introduce a few facts about me as background, asking the important question like, did I really need to change? (laughs) I pretty much grew up in the Bible Belt South, except for a five-year period during World War II, when I lived in Philadelphia. Changing schools every three or four years was very difficult for me, but now I know these two things helped to mold me into who I am today, a person who likes change. I graduated from college 65 years ago. Wow. Started my family, five children. Well, I got married first. Now ages 53 to 59, who provided me with nine grandchildren, and now I have two greats. So I am old, in case you hadn't noticed. Kind of lumpy, droopy, with enough skin to make another mini Diane, including this hangy thing under my arms, my grandson's favorite toy. And though I'm blessed with excellent health, that delicious plant-based diet I've chosen has helped. I really, really do not like exercise. Now about the old days. Many of you were crawling around in diapers, but most of you probably hadn't even been born. There were no yoga studios. 
Yoga was what exotic contortionists did at sideshows at the fair. Massages were not something that good, proper women did. Oh, no. No mani-pedis were available on every corner. If you wanted to color your fingernails, you went to the drugstore and bought a little bottle and did it yourself. And me time. What? (laughs) Me time was that rare moment when you went to potty without the children tagging along. (laughs) Now the dogs tag along, but at least she isn't asking a thousand questions. As I previously mentioned, I hate exercise. But in the year 1970, I was 35, and hooray, my youngest started half-day kindergarten. Four hours alone. Introvert heaven. Me time that didn't have to happen in the bathroom. I could go shopping alone, take a stroll, brunch with a friend. The choices were overwhelming. So what did I do? I joined an exercise class. Crazy, huh? Remember, this was a small town in religiously conservative southern Virginia, and the options were pretty narrow. So I put on my baggy shorts and T-shirt. The shorts in those days were just boring old shirts that didn't advertise anything. No sports companies, no gyms, no lifestyle choices, and happily no political leanings. The class was at the YMCA and included the usual fare. Jumping, arm waving, foot stomping, and other sweat producing things I like to avoid. <laughs> Plus, I was always going right when everyone else went left. How, I ask you, can anyone enjoy that? But surprisingly, the last 15 minutes, the leader slowed down and did yoga. She didn't call it that. Yoga was odd and non-Christian. People thought it had to do with some strange foreign religion. After all, have you ever seen it mentioned in the scriptures? And some of those poses, oh my God, scandalous. She didn't want to lose her job. Our class progressively became more and more yoga and less and less of the painful things I didn't enjoy. I was hooked. Unfortunately, though, then the family moved yet again. Although I didn't do yoga again until 40-plus years had passed, some of the postures stayed with me and came in handy when I was tired or in pain or just out of sorts about something. So what happened during those 40 years, you may ask, or you may not ask, but I'm going to tell you at least one thing. I watched the fitness explosion. Fancy gyms sprang up everywhere and were open all hours of the days and night. And in the process, somehow, yoga became mainstream, along with massage, acupuncture, vegetarian diets, and spandex. One had to buy special spandex clothing for exercise, for every exercise, for running, for hiking, for walking, for biking, for gym attending, and all had to have special shoes to go with them. Gone were the days of one kid fits all activities. I was open mouth amazed and not eager to get involved, so I didn't. Until 2017, when I was at a women's church retreat and signed up for a little yoga time with Ann Gill. By gosh, I was 80 years old, 
And believe it or not, body parts stiffen up and wear out over the years, like plastic that's left out in the sun. But what we did that first day was gentle and calming and wonderful. I decided to join her class. The first day, Anne asked what I hoped to gain from yoga. I said I'd really like to get my squat back. I really needed a squat in order to get on eye level with small children, to pet the dog, and most importantly, to be able to successfully rise after peeing in the woods. I could divert and tell you about old age pee issues, but that's a different story and telling invent entirely. Maybe Taylor will offer one one day. If she does, I'm in. The path I have taken to taken to find my squat has enriched my life in so many other ways. I'm getting stronger, more balanced, and more energetic, and now I have fewer aches and pains in my joints. I've learned the importance of placing my mat straight, folding the blankets properly, of not being concerned with what my classmates are doing, where left or right are, and of breathing. I'm glad I didn't think it was too late or that I was too old to change. So thank you, Anne, and all the wonderful women, and George, I spent Monday and Wednesday afternoons with. And thank you, Shelley, my love, for encouraging me and having my back. It's taken me 80-plus years, and though I'm still looking for my squat, I have found my tribe. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it feels like hearing it for the first time, and even though I've read it and I've heard it and I saw you perform it. It's just so, it's just so you. It feels like it's so you. Well, it probably is. I did write it. <laughs> exactly. There's no way around it, right, Diane? <laughs> no way. There, and there's so many parts of it. <clears throat> this is what I would love for everyone to understand about storytelling that you seem to do so naturally. So you tell me whether you do this, you know, naturally in your mind or not. But the story or the theme was about how yoga changed my life. So yes, you talk about yoga, but there's so many other parts of it that are just, it's your life. You know, it's not just about yoga. And it's not just about the, the, the finding your squat. You say it so well, in the journey to finding your squat, you find out all these other things. It's so much bigger than what we told you the theme was. That's interesting. I never thought about that, but I guess I do that. Um, mm. This summer on, on family vacation, my grandchildren were asking me if I'd ever snapped. Like and, which kind of snap? Like, like you know, go off. Okay, okay, that kind, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I told them a few stories about my snapping, and they, they just loved it. They were just all... They don't think of me as being a person that would snap, that I guess. Snap. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I like to tell stories, and I think probably it has to do with getting older and looking back on the good old days and thinking, my, how things have changed, but I'm trying to go along with the change somewhat. Yeah, it really seems that way to me <laughs> in getting to know you. <laughs> and one thing I wanted to ask you just – when I'm thinking about you during the day, Diane, um, which 
I mean that in the most loving way. Oh, I was like, oh, just <laughs> meditating on Diane, some Diane time. Mm-hmm. But I feel so inspired by you. And one of my questions that I think about with you is like, have you always felt this free about who you are? Oh, my goodness, no. No. I um, I was a very, very shy young person. Really? Yes. Um, well, at home, I was pretty always dancing, singing, and, and showing off, and was kind of um, over the top. <laughs> um, but in public, no. No, hmm. not at all. And I, and I had a few rejections along in my life. I, um, you know, tried to change in the sing in the church choir, and they asked me not to. My voice was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> also, when I was in college, they had sorority sings, and they would ask me to please just be there and take up space and, oh. um, you know, kind of not sing. Oh, man. And I so love to sing. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> I love that you went into another situation and asked again, you know, like, I'm going to give this another go. It, well, everybody was required to be there for sorority oh, okay, singing. Got it. Okay. Um, so, and I got fired from teaching Sunday school, which nobody ever does. You know, once Ooh, they find like somebody to teach, they, they, they keep holding to them. But um, that hmm. is another story. I bet. Do you want it? Well, sure. <laughs> How did that happen? Um, well, I was teaching the teenagers in a small, uh, this same small, religiously conservative town. And I happened to bring in an um, article out of Cosmo. I already love how this starts. (laughs) And it was about the importance of touch in people's life. Hmm. I mean, everybody knows that now. Right. I mean, we hug, we touch, we're we're just hands-on about how infants fail to thrive if they weren't touched. Right. And how how just the basic importance of touch. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't over-the-top in my mind. So I, um, one of the, the teenagers in my class asked if she could take it home with her. Mm. And oh. her father was the superintendent of the Sunday school. So one day he and the preacher called and asked if they could come over soon after that. Oh, my goodness. And they told me that they had somebody else who had offered wanted to teach the teenagers well I knew this was a bunch of bulls yeah uh, so <laughs> you just edited yourself right there <laughs> so I said oh that's wonderful because I had five children I had to get them all dressed I had to learn something to teach these kids and I was very happy I didn't want to do it to begin with because it was going to be so darn much trouble right but they said, I said, sure, that's great. I love it. But as they were leaving, the superintendent handed me the article. Oh, oh, wow. And so I knew that I had been fired. Wow. And my daughter went to kindergarten there, my youngest daughter, and I went to a kindergarten party at the church, which was with the church group, too. And his wife came up to me and said, well, what are you doing here? Mm. 
And I said I was invited <laughs> and went on about my business. <laughs> I wish everybody could see your face when you just said that. <laughs> because I was invited. Thank you. Anyway, that was a long is, story. I'm no, sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's so great. There's so many things from that. First of all, can I ask what I feel like is an obvious question? Is there really a superintendent of Sunday school? Oh, That yes. is quite a title. <laughs> I am imagining this person in a cape and a crown and that that is first of all that's just like ridiculous in my mind um with all due respect towards sunday school my kids go um but anyway i just think that's so great and also i love your your intuition that you needed to bring in this this article like this was something that was important for people to know mm-hmm. and the not the backfire like oh you shouldn't have brought that in but the backfire that these people these two men come to you and instead of just telling you the truth, they were not bold enough to say what had really happened and just passively give you this article leaving your house. I just love all of the like humanity involved in that interaction. And the best part is that you didn't want to be teaching anyway. <laughs> so despite what they did, you get a pass. I know. I was pretty thrilled. Maybe, maybe I did it on purpose. <laughs> Right. Yeah, maybe there's some yeah, some in your subconscious. You knew what you were getting yourself out of. Uh, and I I mean, that's a great story. I may come back to you for that one, Diane, if you ever want to do this again on stage. But um I've got it. I've got uh, eight million stories <laughs> I can only imagine. And I I don't know when you were talking about being um a child and loving to dance and sing at home, but then having a different kind of public presentation and then going away to college and kind of trying again. And I feel like I meet so many people, Diane, that have this kind of story, that as a child, you're aware of your light and your talent, you know, or even just your passion for what you want to do, even if it's not so much talent to the rest of the world, right? right? <laughs> but that we have these passions within us that are silenced at some point. And it's so cool to watch people experience them awaken in different ways as they go through life. And for me, if any representation of that is that you decided to do a story with us, that makes me so happy. Like that's you singing on stage, you know? (laughs) I'm not trying to project that on you, but I'm like, oh man, I feel so lucky that you would share that publicly. Uh as a representation of who you are. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much a ham at heart. Uh, <laughs> ham at heart. That's a Even good title Even though I'm a vegan. You. <laughs> <laughs> You're allowed to have ham in that context. We won't tell anybody. Oh, my gosh. You're such a joy. Oh, thanks. Yeah, what are the – I mean, I I can guess, but, like, if you're a self-described ham at heart, how do you – Uh, experience that in the world? Uh, Well, I had a a general that lived across the street from us when I lived in Orlando, and he said, um, he dubbed me the queen of the (laughs) one-liners. And I think... Appropriate. I think maybe I have a, a desire to be a comedian, because I do, these things just are in there and they just pop out, the one-liners. Right. And I do it for 
undoubtedly the attention it gets me. <laughs> I'm so glad you do, whatever the motivation is. Because all of us need to have our egos stroked a little. Sure. It's, it's really important. And uh, although I stroke my own frequently, it's good to have other people do it. Sure, sure. Yeah. And did you, when you were, even when you're talking about how you experienced this as a kid, like, why do you feel that you were a ham at home, ham at heart and ham at home? It's different. Oh. Um, you know, but then in public, you were more private or however you would describe it. What was the thing that made you do live that dual life? <laughs> um, well, we, we moved, as I said, and I started kindergarten in Philadelphia, and I was from the Deep South. So I was an oddity. Mm. Um, I had a really strong Deep South accent, which I think I've gotten rid of mostly, but it's probably still there a little bit. And people would, you know, kind of make fun of me, and I was in a whole different place. And I I did do dancing school, and I I got to show off there, so that took care of my show-off part. Great. And my family, we had an extended family that all lived in this one big house, and I had little cousins, and we would put on shows for the family all the time. We had some sliding doors that we would fling open, and then we'd dance and sing and do, you know, stupid kid things. (laughs) (laughs) And I was always the one... You know, that told them what to do, too. I'm a bit bossy. (laughs) So, uh, but bossy ham. But in school, I always felt sort of um, kind of on the outside, Hmm. sort of different. Maybe I am. I don't know. But, but yeah, like shy people are, they don't. And they say that Capricorns, like we are. Yes. Are One day old apart. when they're very young, hmm. and they get younger as they grow older. Oh boy! So <laughs> <laughs> something to look forward to, right? Or right. be cautious of. Well, I love that you in your story. You said something that I heard differently this time, which was that um, how how yoga has changed you and it gives you more energy. And when you said it this time, you broke into a big smile, mm-hmm. and I thought. Where where does this woman keep all of that energy? I mean, you have so much of it. It's so clear that you like emanate energy, but you're maybe it's that you're getting younger and more energetic as you age. Could be. It's awesome. Whatever. Mm. Well, and <laughs> whatever and it, it is. may be the nap I take in the afternoon. <laughs> I leave here and go take a nap and hope it works for me. (laughs) Well, I don't sleep anymore. I used to nap and sleep, but this time now I just kind of read or something. But the dog and I take a nap every afternoon. That's the best. I think it's important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Naps or napping specifically with the dog or just naps? Just naps Naps. in general. I think everybody needs a nap. I get up at six in the morning and, and by noon I am just amused up. It's, right. it's gone. <laughs> it's gone. It's it's so familiar just to uh, sometimes slowing down and finding some silence and rest for, for everyone and particularly for highly energetic people can be. And I was really, really, really 
important for my kids to nap until they went to school. Oh, oh, I know that so well. Oh, some children don't sleep. I know. It's a sacred, sacred time for us mothers, it isn't is. it? It is. Right sacred with the bathroom. <laughs> with bathroom privacy. I love it. And, um... Yeah, I, I think that when my when my kids go to take a nap, I'm aware of like all the things that I have to do, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of go into this like action mode and then all of the things that you don't have to be doing. Yes. And that's the that's the decision you have to make. And the one that you made in your in your story of like what do I do with all this alone time? Yeah. And I love alone time. I mean I'm, I'm I thrive on alone time too. Mm-hmm. An introvert, you said, introvert heaven. Yes. Yeah. Do you think people misunderstand what introversion and extroversion are? Oh, yeah. I think they do. They think, I mean, people say, oh, you can't be an introvert. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Introverts wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But they do. Like, I went away with my friends last week for four days. I got home. It took me two days to recover. Right. I mean, I was running around doing things talking but i need i need recovery time right and these and these were dear friends since oh, yeah. you told me since college i met them in 1954 <laughs> when i started so cool. college <laughs> that yeah. is so cool and still so even in a scenario where you're with these best of friends there's some recovery time of getting your energy back right Right, and we did nap every day. <laughs> you all knew. They all knew the importance of it. I love that. In different places, some down by the lake, some in the bed. <laughs> you know, that is great. Everybody took time out. Good. At least you were all on the same page about nap time, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then with the introversion, extroversion thing, you're clearly so friendly. You perform like... Um, you know, you said that you were often in charge of things, even as a child. So people misunderstand that introversion and extroversion is actually where we get our energy from. So mm-hmm. this two-day recovery is actually exactly what you should expect from an introvert. Is like, I need to get my energy back because I'm finally alone. Right. Yeah. It's not that you don't like to be with your friends. So this is, this is the confusion that people have mm-hmm. around it a lot. And extroverts get their energy from being with people. Exactly. But no, not me. Right, right. And it takes a long time, too, to get comfortable with enough to people, with get comfortable enough with certain people to to um, be extroverted when you're with them. Right. To be outgoing. Right. You were easy. It takes, oh, <laughs> that's good. I think that's good. <laughs> I think you're telling me that that's okay. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt that with you right when you walked in the, the front door, you know, that um, you were going to be an easy person to know. And I think a lot of that has to do with your, it, to me, I felt like it was your honesty and your openness. Not too honest, not too open, I hope. <laughs> No, just a Capricorn, <laughs> aging aging beautifully and getting <laughs> more youthful and energetic with age. Um, I love, Diane, like seriously, speaking of the age thing, that you appear to be, I feel like I'm saying this a lot to you right now, like you seem to be this person, are you this person? But that I'm part of the reason you feel so inspiring to me is you're someone who is embracing age with so much energy and beauty alongside it so you're honest about it and not 
pushing it to the side, but also like just taking it by the horns and like loving it. It's just so, it feels so important. I think it's because I feel so good. I don't have any so of those. Great. I don't have any of those old age things. I can still hear and I can see and I can talk. I squat. Not yet. Okay, still worry. Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> friends at yoga are probably down on me because last week Anne said, "Okay, we're going to work on our squat this week," and they all went, "Oh, <laughs> Diane's here." <laughs> Diane's make and meanwhile you're cheering. <laughs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> it's hard work. It is. Uh, it I re- is. I remember when I was pregnant, I could just squat, you know, nine months I was squatting down. Right. Talking to the children. Right. Getting back up without rolling and rising like I do now. So I may be happy to get it back, but I don't know if it's worth all the work. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah, t- time will tell, right? Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know when it arrives. Please, please report back. <laughs> we'll have a squat party. Right. <laughs> I love that idea. And maybe we'll all be in the woods, if you know what I mean. Oh. Just to test, <laughs> test the theory, right? A squat party, please. Right. I am at heart at the squat party. I'm looking forward to all of it. <laughs> it should be fun. Yeah. And you are so fun, Diane. Thank you for doing the show, um, being willing to do it and to try that um, for doing the sorority sing as it were but doing a lot more than taking up space (laughs) and then for coming back today and sharing it again with us I have enjoyed it a great deal you're fun to talk to thanks same (laughs) Um, you're a gem so I hope we can hang on to you and have you back at some point well I'm going to go home and write some more stories and we'll see where they fit in yes I've got one in mind for Christmas Oh, perfect. Please come back for Holodrama. Holodrama? You have it planned? That's what it's called. Oh, gosh. It's called Glenn, Bill, Me, and George Dickel. (laughs) You're officially on the cast. (laughs) Right here in this moment, we just decided if you're willing, I would love to have you. If I can have my uh, cue card lady, I'm I'm in. You bet. Whatever <laughs> you need, young lady. I love it. Thank you, Diane. Oh, you're so welcome. <laughs> it's been fun. Good. This has been Unvarnished with Diane Lastly, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.